I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself, or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. The, the podcast. podcast, and I'm not Theo, and I'm not Juliet, and it is a cold day in San Francisco, um, a cold Sunday morning. Uh, well, the sun is starting to come out, which is good. Hopefully, it'll warm up a little bit because I'm sitting here in my kitchen, freezing to death. Um, I next hear to the oven, next to the oven, which is not on, but I hear it's even colder in Austin. It is probably in the 40s, but over the weekend it dipped into the 20s and. <sighs> It was very cold, but that's also kind of nice because it's a great <laughs> excuse to um, bake stuff. Did you bake any stuff? I did. What did um, you bake? I'm I am racking my brain right now for my experiment, which basically was a ricotta pie. Ooh, that sounds good. That did sound good, Uh-oh. but it tasted like a watery cheesecake. Oh, bummer. I know. Well, now you know for next time. Yeah. Just make a cheesecake instead. Just make a cheesecake. Um, (laughs) What had happened was I went out and bought all the ingredients to make lasagna. And for me, Mm. lasagna has ricotta in it. Of course. That's just how it is. Oh, this brings us to our uh, the episode what we're talking about. Weirdly. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, but much much more involved than going straight to the story. Um (laughs) Because, you know, there's things to talk about. There's what's shaken bacon. But, um, yeah, so I was in the grocery store and I was looking for pasta noodles thinking, eh, do I make them? Do I buy them? And I saw yeah. a bunch of Berea and Berea. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> we even talked about that at our pre-show meeting. We did talk about it. It's Berilla. We're Berilla gonna say the Berea. Gorilla. We're going to say Berea repeatedly throughout this podcast, and we apologize to everyone. Because, except uh, Berea. Except Berilla, because um, we're in areas that are highly Spanish or whatever, highly Hispanic, and yep. have high levels of Hispanic people, and we're used to pronouncing things like that. So in it's going to be yeah. challenging for us, but okay, Berilla. But yes, but we are simple people who like pasta. <laughs> and so, so I'm standing there and I had to Google on my phone, like, which one was the anti-gay pasta company? <laughs> and uh, and the first thing that popped up was, of course, Barilla Pasta. Yeah, yeah. And we'll dive into all of that. But um, then I saw this thing on there that was like, oh, they've been forgiven and they've done this massive turnaround. And I was like... And that's hmm. our podcast for the day, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Anyway, back to the ricotta. So that, yeah. that was the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I bought I bought some ricotta, and I didn't know how much to get, so I got three tubs of it. Yeah. I brought it home, love ricotta. and I was like, "Yeah, it's great." And you need it in lasagna, unless oh, you yeah. are James. And he said, "What does he put in it?" Not ricotta. It's what the hell? Just just like a meat layer, the sauce and cheese, and he just if if I could serve him cheese soup, he would be thrilled. I so, eat cheese soup too, but I, you still have to put ricotta in your lasagna. <laughs> you still have to put ricotta in your cheese soup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. So anyway, so I had these tubs, which were like five bucks each, right? So $15 was sitting in my fridge, completely Uh unusable because Mm. he said, you know, it's been almost 20 years, (laughs) right? And you think you would know somebody by then? (laughs) And I have made lasagna before. Not all Uh the time, you know, but whatever. And he was like, I I have to tell you something. I don't like ricotta. But I was like, get out. (laughs) Get out of this house. (laughs) Find an attorney. You are divorced. (laughs) So, yeah. So, anyway, so that's why I made the ricotta pie. And he was right. Mm. (laughs) Um, But, oh, well. I would have just eaten it. (laughs) <laughs> plain <laughs> well i'm not gonna say so that it did get happy <laughs> oh you mean straight out of the tub straight i thought you meant tub. my dumb pie no yeah. <laughs> um, maybe maybe i'll find like a real really good recipe for it but uh yeah, yeah so so uh there we are that's that's my baking, that's for baking the day. story for today that sounds yeah. good i should bake some too it, it would really it would really warm this kitchen up so what else is shaking bacon what else is shaking bacon is a bunch of nothing because I've been working, but uh, yeah. um, uh, given my love for Trader Joe's and given that this is not a commercial, uh-uh. James saw something on whatever it was, TikTok, and he was like, oh, you know, this is supposed to be really good butter. You should get this butter. And huh. it's butter that they have at Trader Joe's, What right? kind of butter is it? It's the, it's the French Normandy butter. Okay. It's like five bucks a brick. Sure. I don't know. It comes in a brick um and usually i just buy the trader joe's regular butter and that's uh-huh. what i use right and so i was like all right cool i'll i'll get that i've been and looking for a really good butter. fancy well let me tell you what i did a taste test yeah between the regular butter and the french butter and i am now personally insulted if anyone ever serves me regular butter really i will only have french butter Excuse me. Wow. It is beyond expectations. Like, who would have ever thought there'd be a big difference in the taste of butter? Oh, and my God. But you've you been, might also you've been who cares. Europe. You know the butter is different there. Yeah, but, like, everything's different there. And I just well, kind of think, like, oh, that's okay, lucky thing. you guys. You know, your milk is better and your coffee's better. I'm going to have to go to Trader Joe's now. This is such a bummer. You are going to have to do a taste test and then tell me what you think because... It is so good. And and what's the difference, Theo, for those of us who don't have taste buds? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. The difference is the plain old regular butter tastes very watery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, this is just fat and water mixed in yellow food dye. Probably. Not this beautiful, yellow, glorious, yeah. rich, creamy, uh. wonderful. Wow. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to go get some. Thank you. Let's or, go. No, thank you, because I hate Trader Joe's, and I hate going there because the parking lots are a fucking mess, but uh, I'll live with it. Uber. I could, Uber I could walk there, frankly, from my house, so that's what I should do, <laughs> just get off my ass and walk to Trader Joe's. To get butter. <laughs> <laughs> the butter and the two-buck chuck. Yeah, so that's me. What about you? What's shaking bacon? Um, work has been fine. Nothing really much going on there. Um, I uh, got my lab results back. I went last week and got lab lab tested for um, the medis- 
the weight loss medication that I'm on and all of my lab test results came back just fine, which was a surprise because usually my cholesterol is a little wonky, but it's great now, which is good. Um, and I haven't lost any weight really, like maybe a pound this week, but I'm trying to figure out like how to eat because I, I wake up in the morning and I'm a little bit nauseated from the medication and that's fine. It's just a few minutes I can deal with it. Um, but if I eat like more than a certain amount, I start to feel sick and I feel really full and uncomfortable, which is really uh -huh. good. Yeah. But I'm trying to get used to that. And it's not like, you know, whenever I would walk by the kitchen, I would grab something to eat. And now it's kind of like I don't really want to do that anymore. And and I would want to eat, get something like for dinner, but I don't want to eat as much as I usually do. So I'm trying to figure out how much I can eat and what I can eat and all that kind of thing. So it's kind of an adjustment phase. Understood. Are you getting enough? I mean, right now, of course, you're in a weight loss, weight, right. high tongue weight phase, loss. weight loss, weight loss <laughs> phase. And so... Sure, you should be eating less calories and burning right. off more. And you're smart, so what you're eating is healthy. You're not eating like... I mean, mostly. You know, I mean, some tortilla chips. But Oh, I mean, that's fine. But <laughs> you're not eating like only tortilla chips no, all no. week long, is no. my point. You're getting some other food things in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like yogurt and healthy shit like that. So it's fine. Um uh, I was going to say something else. Oh, so I'm a, I am also have a personal trainer that I've been working with for like a month or so now. No, and you didn't tell me. Yeah, I did. I did tell you, well, but I, I never talked about it again. So you probably yes. forgot. Um, so I have a personal trainer that I'm, I'm working with who sets me up with the workouts for the week. And then I have to do them. And he like tells me if I didn't, if I, if I forgot to do them, he reminds me that I need to do them. <laughs> so how does he know? He, it's a, it's, there's an app and I have to log every time I do the, the exercise. It's all on the app. So it lists the exercises. I have to do and, and how okay. many reps and all that kind of thing. Um, so, so that's going pretty well. I feel a little bit, a little bit stronger, like things that used to be a little challenging or are less challenging now. So I can, I can feel there's been a little bit of an improvement already, which is really what I'm going for. I mean, I'm not trying to be a bodybuilder or any shit like that. So not yet. I, I just, not yet, maybe later, but, um, but yeah, so I'm pretty happy with, uh, how things are going with both of those things so far, like both the, uh, the weight loss medication and the, and the tra personal trainer. That is great. I cannot wait for you to complete our experiment with this medication so that I may join. I know. And I, I'll let you know, I have an appointment with a doctor, um, a Zoom appointment with a doctor for the program that I signed up for uh, to get the medication covered by insurance. And uh, then I have an appointment with a coach with the, in the same program. So after I get that, then they should be able to write me the new prescription, which should be hopefully covered by insurance. And I'll let you know if it is. Because it's 800 and some dollars a month if you don't have insurance, if insurance doesn't cover it. That is Which pricey. is a lot of money. I mean, I, I don't think I can really justify that. I, I thought about it for a while, and, and I don't think I can justify spending that mm. much every month. I okay. think I don't think so. All right, but well, all right. So, but um, my first trainer, who was amazing, yep. Uh, this girl named Jan, uh, and I say girl because at the time she. He was eight years old. No. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. A gym prodigy. She was so healthy. Um, but anyway, she once said to me, I will not compromise when it comes to my health or shoes. And so <laughs> I will spend money on health products or shoes. I see. But I was like, I get that. I feel that way about like various bars. <laughs> I will not compromise. Not I am not paying a cover charge. <laughs> so 
yeah, but 800 and some dollars is still, I mean, that would be a pretty significant impact on my bottom line. And, um, I mean, I've got the money and I could do it, but I mean, I'd have to stop buying every damn thing I want everywhere else. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm willing to do that. Hell damage. <laughs> no more $80 Tom Ford lipsticks or whatever. Uh-huh. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> I, there's a joke I'm not going to play. Okay, um, good. Good. I know. Yes. That's tasteful of me. Sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, man. So that's I'm it. excited, though. That's yeah, great. I'll keep you all up to date on how things go. Um, unless all of a sudden I get really quiet about it, then you'll know I went back to my way of eating pasta and potatoes and ricotta straight pasta, out of the tub. <laughs> Let's let's dive into it. And by that, I mean pasta. All right. So you may know Barilla as a pasta company, but it is also one of Italy's largest family-owned businesses, owning about a dozen food brands, including Wasa, which makes that crisp bread that you see occasionally. Um, at least I'm familiar with it. It's it's pretty good. It's it's tastes like cardboard. <laughs> Crunchy cardboard. Delicious. Yeah. Um, Barilla makes about half of the pasta sold in Italy and about 25% of the pasta sold in the U.S. And I'm sure you've seen their products on, on supermarket shelves near you. Um, on an interview with Italian station Radio 24 in 2013, the chairman of the Barilla Pasta Company, whose name is Guido Barilla, made a comment that would have a lot of impact on the company's future. He said, I would never make an ad with a homosexual family, not out of a lack of respect, but because I do not see it like they do. My idea of family is a classic family where the woman has a fundamental role. For us, the concept of the sacred family remains one of the fundamental values of the company. Barilla made these um, anti-LGBT comments while he was answering a question about the stereotypical image of women in Italian advertisements. The interview started by asking Barilla what he thought of an appeal made on Tuesday by the Speaker of the Lower House of Parliament, Laura Boldrini, to change the often stereotypical image of women in Italian advertisements. Boldrini had said, There are some ads which, when I see them, I think, but would this ad be broadcast in other countries? In the United Kingdom, would this ad be broadcast? And the answer is certainly not. An ad in which the children and father are all sitting down and the mother is serving at the table cannot be accepted as normal. Barilla responded by saying Boldrini did not understand the advertising world and women were fundamental to advertisements. And as a woman, uh-huh. he had no way of no, understanding the complexities involved. <laughs> That's a good point. I hadn't even thought about that. Um, um, Barilla went on to say, everyone has the right to do what they want without disturbing those around them. And then he went even further by saying, I have no respect for adoption by gay families because this concerns a person who is not able to choose. If gay customers don't like that, they can always go eat someone else's pasta. <laughs> I laugh, but it's not really funny. It's terrible. It's funny. It is actually, <laughs> it is funny. And I can't help but laugh because I hear it in a you know, in a very cartoonish Italian, Italian accent. accent, yeah, <laughs> and it, that borders on racism. I'll tell you what, it goes straight back to like the 1930s oh, wow. when the Italian immigrants were coming into the U.S. and faced so much prejudice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that stereotypical, I won't, I won't do it. Um, That's good. Yeah, because I'm really good at that accent. All our Italian I discovered this weekend. <laughs> I can imagine you going around the house and making talking in an Italian accent to James, who just rolls his eyes at you. Uh, that's what would happen, yeah. <laughs> 
So Guido Barilla, together with his three siblings, owns 85% of the company's shares and holds an individual stake worth close to $2 billion. Um, he apologized the next day for the comments he made on the talk show. And he said, now here's his apology. With reference to my statement yesterday, I apologize if my words have generated controversy or misunderstanding and if they have offended the sensibilities of some people. For clarity, I wish to point out that I have the deepest respect for all persons, without distinction of any kind. I have the utmost respect for homosexuals and for the freedom of expression of everyone. I also said, and I repeat, that I respect marriages between people of the same sex. Barilla and its advertising has always chosen to represent the family because this is the system of symbol of hospitality and affection for everyone. I don't know about that, Barilla. I don't know that the family is the symbol of hospitality and affection for everyone. Probably uh, yeah. not. There's a, there's a very, I, you know, it's just this thing of like, Italy is surrounded by the Vatican. Yeah. And I said it that way on purpose, right? Because uh -huh. really, Italy surrounds the Vatican, yes. but the Vatican controls everything that happens in the life. country, yeah. right? The culture, the pol, everything goes it's through the church. It's a very Catholic country. It's like 70% so, of people are Catholic. This idea of the family is sacred and um, even kind of an echo of Jesus's own family. So he had a mother and two fathers. I did that on purpose. Uh -huh. um, uh, thank you. Um, yeah, you know, uh, he uses the word sacred, and he means that on on purpose, yeah. right? Because he's connecting the the nuclear family to God. Yep. 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 And despite his apology, which was problematic in and of itself, calls for a global boycott immediately arose, with Harvard pulling the pasta from its dining halls, celebrities dissing the brand, and Barilla workers expressing their disappointment, including the CEO of Barilla, Claudio Colzani, who had been listening to the initial interview in his car on his way to dinner with Barilla and was horrified. However, despite the boycotts, Barilla didn't lose money over the interview. They actually made more in 2013 than in 2012, and in 2014, they made even more. According to Bloomberg, however, Barilla dropped 21 spots on the Reputation Institute's annual ranking of companies, representing a declining appeal among customers. More influential than lost money, which is usually negligible in such cases, can be the landslide of staff, including senior managers, voicing their anger at the discriminatory statements. One of these voices was, probably very politely, Claudio Colsani. After the radio interview, Colsani started spending about $5 million a year addressing the company's reputation. He said, I was concerned about the market share, but I was much more worried about people perceiving Barilla as an out-of-date brand. According to Bloomberg, the biggest concern in such a situation is the company image rather than the less impactful immediate results of boycotts. Uh, B Bloomberg said irrelevance can have worse financial consequences than brief buffers in a company's revenue streams. Sure. You have to deal with time. And so, yeah, great. You had a couple of good years. Um, a lot of people went out and bought your pasta to support your political viewpoint. They overbought your pasta. But at a certain point, they're not going to do that every year. And then over the course of time, if you become tied to antiquated, outdated, whatever, um, yeah. 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 Or even if you're not cool anymore or not, you know, not whatever it is that that makes people want to buy you. Um, not. And as 
time progresses and people progress, hopefully not ethical, then that becomes a, a liability for your company as well. Um, so over the next five years, Kolsani created the usual internal focus groups and trainings, appointing a chief diversity and inclusion officer, hiring an external PR company in the U.S., and meeting with Italian and U.S.-based LGBTQ rights groups. Kolsani's request for a separate board of external advisors was more of a challenge because most of the potential candidates he approached didn't want to be affiliated with the company. David Mixner, a civil rights activist, author, and playwright once named by Newsweek magazine as the most powerful gay man in America, refused four times to meet with Guido Barilla before finally agreeing to it as a personal favor to a friend who worked in public relations. What? I'm laughing because, all right, first of all, one, I've never heard of him. I've never heard of him either. Yeah. And it's the most (laughs) powerful gay man. Is he like a weightlifter? Yeah, probably. (laughs) You know, can he jump over a car? Like, how is he powerful? Um, (laughs) He's an activist, author, and playwright, but I looked him up on Wikipedia and I didn't recognize anything he had done. So I don't know what circles he travels in, but they're certainly not mine. And I guess you have I'm real sorry. I'm going to say RuPaul's probably the most powerful gay man in in America. Maybe David Mixner. Maybe. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I got no idea, man. I got no idea. Oh, I don't either. I I totally made that up. He was the first person I could think of. Oh, I'm sure and I know right. a lot of gay people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you don't know who David Mixner is, he's probably not that famous. So I mean, he's I no. Probably I mean, not I'm that sure powerful. he thinks he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe so David Mixner wrote that article. Maybe <laughs> I didn't check the byline. Um, But he, like I said, he refused four times to meet with Guido Barilla before finally agreeing to it as a favor to a friend. Um, The meeting went well, and Mixner is now paid to be on Barilla's advisory board. So maybe some of the positive changes that we've seen have been coming from David Mixner's um, brain. Who knows? Um, But as a result of all these efforts... In 2014, Barilla featured a gay man coming out to his parents in Italy's first LBG, I can never say that, LGBTQ-friendly TV commercial. Perfect. Thank you. And one year after earning the scorn of the gay community, Barilla was awarded a perfect score in the Human Rights Campaign's Equality Index, drawing headlines as a diversity trailblazer. Barilla transformed from a pasta giant that would never feature homosexuals in its campaigns into one that has sold spaghetti in lesbian-themed packaging, illustrated by Olympia Zagnoli, who had been a vocal boycotter of the product. Barilla had also focused on other progressive issues, such as ridding its supply chain of palm oil and ending the use of glyph. Oh, I can't say this word either, glyphosate-based herbicides in their wheat production, as the WHO classified it, the WHO, the World Health Organization, classified it as probably carcinogenic, not the band. They have also focused on making vegan and gluten-free pastas. <laughs> I really wanted it to be the band. The band. The band said it was probably carcinogenic, and they should know. So despite the fact that gay marriage was legalized in Italy in 2016, one year after the U.S., Italy still lags behind the rest of Western Europe in gay rights. Colzani says that instead of priding itself on reflecting the country's culture, Barilla should lead it by projecting a better ideal. We were simply trying to be a good citizen. Now we're trying to be a role model. Last year, Barilla was once again the top-ranked food company on the 2021 Global Rep Track 100, coming in at number 11. So they have an excellent reputation. Which is stunning to me. Yeah. Um, I think this is a, a perfect model for how a corporation can respond to uh, social backlash and make improvements um, or, or more visibly align itself with 
societal trends yep. or wake up and join the 21st century, however you want to put it, right? Yep, yep. Um, and so cool. And does that change anything? And we'll talk about that because um, when I was in the grocery store looking at box after box of Berea pasta. Marilla. Um, Berea. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't buy it. Oh, really? Yeah, you, I didn't still, buy it. You still hold a grudge. I I actively looked for other lasagna. And here's the thing. I was uh -huh. in a big grocery store chain. They had Lucky no brand. other no? no other lasagna noodles. They only had the Barilla. Wow. And I went to a different grocery store. You and did? And I bought... I did. I did, yes. And I, I drove to a grocery store that... Gourmet, whatever, right? But I was like, they're going to not have Barilla pasta. Yeah, they did. They had Barilla pasta. Wow. But they also had other brands I hadn't heard of. And I was like, I don't know your politics. You might be steamrolling children over daily. <laughs> but I'm going to buy this lasagna noodle because I don't know a damn thing about you. They and probably that's had handmade how pasta. I like my groceries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. How were the noodles? Oh, they were actually really good. Cool. Um and so, you know, yay. But at the same time, that's what, that's what threw, <laughs> here we go, ready? <laughs> that's what threw this up on my radar. Um, uh. I'm so military. It was like this, I, I have information on my phone that tells me this company, which I don't have kids. I don't want them. Yeah. Right. But which, which insulted my community. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, has made a massive turnaround and is now like a champion. They're, they're heroic. They're mm -hmm. really, really working towards inclusion. Great. I still went to another store yeah. and did not buy their pasta. Wow. So and it was like, hmm, when is enough? When, when is an apology good enough for Theo to accept it? That's I guess. a good question. Do you buy Chick-fil-A? I do not buy Chick-fil-A. Now, have I bought Chick-fil-A in the past? I have, not because I like it, but because every couple of years, one of my friends would say something like, I just love Chick-fil-A and I'm sorry, I have to have their chicken. Yeah. And I was like, what is so fucking good about this chicken? And it's I good. will tell you, no, Popeye's chicken sandwich. Oh, Popeye's is, is better. Way better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Popeye's, no question. They're out. They're completely different items of food. I mean, they're, they're not even like related. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I don't know dick about Popeye's <laughs> politics. I don't and know either. I don't care. And they're smart to keep their mouths shut. Because, listen, you bitches, if you say anything bad, I will not eat your chicken sandwiches. What about the Cracker Barrel? Oh, no. God, no. No, no, no. They're but so much better that, now, though. They've also done a turnaround. I hate country anything. Oh, okay. I hate, don't like country music. I don't like uh, country decor. Uh -huh. You know, so... Just based on that alone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the anti-gay stuff. Now, nah, you know what? I mean, there are places where I am welcomed. Right. So that's where I'll go. Yeah. You know, whatever. That's smart. Mm. Also, you know, there's not a lot of Cracker Barrels. Cra cracker Cracker Barrels, barrels in California. I don't think there are any. I think the closest one is in is near Phoenix. There's uh, probably some around here, but like, no. oh, I don't think I've are. ever seen them. I forgot yeah. you were in California. <laughs> <laughs> God, I thought you were in LA for a minute there. Um, yeah. 
uh, you probably could go to Cracker Barrel if you wanted to. So keep that in mind for your next uh, date night with James. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Let's, honey, let's go to Cracker Barrel and, and let's walk in and hold hands. But I wouldn't do that like in a, in a gay restaurant either. Like I'm not, really? I don't do public displays of affection. It's, I see. You know, whatever. Um, so, you know, kind of like back to Barilla, but there is this area of brands that you don't purchase for political, philosophical, uh, moral reasons, right? Yeah. And outside of the gay stuff, um, I mean, cores, I just said, my, we'll finish off the gay things I don't eat. Oh, that's dumb. No, I mean, we'll finish, I shouldn't say finish off. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I'm sorry, it's how my brain works. I'm not proud of it. Um, but I do laugh. So, um, Coors is another uh, corporation yeah. that I don't purchase products of. And uh, a lot of it stems from the 80s and 90s and the anti-gay thing that would happen with Coors or whatever. And great, cool, still still don't do it. And I don't care that one of the Coors family members is gay and heads their diversity and inclusion division because right. I don't care, right? right. And fine. Um, and that's kind of it. But I mean, you know, also I don't buy Domino's pizza because of right. their, uh, their anti-choice. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what would make you want to buy Barilla? Is it too late? Is there nothing they could do to, to make it up to you? I don't know. I mean, some of the, uh, where, where am I going with this? Some of the things that I learned about them mm -hmm. over the course of researching this did give me pause. I really like that they're working um, on the anti-bully initiative right. that they uh, have partnered with queer YouTubers to promote the anti-bully uh, campaign. So that's great. Um, but it, it is that thing of, the, I know this is how Guido feels, yeah. right? That, and cool, you're a very well- a lot, very well. You, you're allowed to have your feelings. You're allowed. Don't invite me into your home. You don't have to support me. I don't give a fuck. But in the public square, it's for the public. And sure, you can express your opinion about whatever publicly, but I am allowed to not endorse, contribute, participate, right. whatever. Like, I, I'm not going to buy your product. Right. And, and it occurred to me, like, What's my what's my real issue? It's that the apology is it's groveling for money and it's not even money because clearly they don't need it. I mean, the company makes four billion dollars a year. He's right. worth two billion personally. He doesn't money's just not even a real thing for him. Right. Um, it's more. I have more respect for DeBaby and DeBaby's uh, gay apology non-apology right uh -huh. than i do for guido's right. because all of a sudden guido's dressing himself up with oh my gosh no it wasn't about anti-gay it was pro-women because there aren't any gay women in the world either yeah um and you would think that a pasta dinner cooked by two women would be better than a pasta dinner cooked by one woman <laughs> but women <laughs> one woman yeah 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 um and and yeah, it's that it's that it reeks of hypocrisy. Now, the corporation itself um, has does not share his feelings. Those were his private feelings. Yes. Right. But he's still 
owns what's one third of or one quarter of 85 percent yeah a bunch of it yeah like 200% of the company. Yeah. So that's how math works in my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, no, it's like, hey, Guido, you know what? One, you're right. There's plenty of other pasta out there for me. For instance, I could have Bertoli, who has actively been involved with the LGBTQ community for years and years and years prior to this little blip oh, on the gay know. radar. No, yep. I'll buy Bertoli. And there's one that's called Bui Tony, which I have seen before. It's B-U-I-T-O-N-I. Uh-huh. And they came out with an ad uh, immediately following all of this that showed pasta, what like tortellini, whatever the circular pasta stuff is, right? Uh-huh. Um, you know the symbols, the international symbols for like male and female, one's an arrow and one's yeah. a cross? Yeah. So they just had those and they had like, two arrows together and two crosses together and an arrow and a cross together. And it was like, look at the pasta, just mixing it up. And they called themselves, or they didn't call themselves. And they just said pasta for all. And it's like, you know what? Yes. Who cares who's eating your pasta? Right. Right. Everyone can Uh, eat pasta. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's pasta for everyone. Gluten, but you know, and is it vegan? I guess maybe. The, oh, no, I, they put I think eggs pasta is vegan, but maybe they make it with some process that's not vegan. I don't know, because they were talking about uh, Barilla making a vegan pasta. So I don't know if it is or not, but who can say? Well, maybe a vegan. Um, but, yeah, it's just that thing of, like, there are other products out there. What do I really know about pasta? I know a lot about butter. Yes, I, I a lot about butter. I can't do a pasta <laughs> taste to determine which one water. I like. So, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Um, I know there's eggs in it. Oh, never mind. there can be eggs in it. Okay. Um, but maybe, I don't know about all pasta, right? Yeah. And and whatever. I mean, you're talking to somebody who doesn't know anything about pasta, right? Yeah, yeah. Who should just be able to go into a grocery store and pull a box off of a shelf. And this right. isn't for Barilla. This is for all other corporations, right? Just just keep keep it to yourself. <laughs> you know so that's what you don't, want keep it to yourself we, and if we you don't make the need mistake to of know giving us yeah. your opinion we'll, we'll never forgive you well i mean give us your opinion if you really feel like you need to share with the world that you think a family is only a mother and a father right cool oh great but for the people who disagree with you it's going to be a problem yeah and and someone's going to learn a lesson and it might be you right uh guido who discovers that oh my god there's more people on the planet than just the vatican <laughs> um but you know and oh you know what that's exactly what happened so ready yeah. here's my genius intellect working through okay how did barilla make so much money after saying anti-gay stuff they made the priest all buy pasta oh maybe it's possible Yes, the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church got behind them then. They would have made more money. Yes. I'll be able to prove it later. Okay. (laughs) So, but, uh, yeah, I derailed us. Oh, no, no. But I mean, you know, but I, but I derailed us, um, quite a bit from this. Um, and yeah, I, I don't have an answer. I like what they're doing, but he's still involved with the corporation. And I think until, I I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it feels very insincere to me. Um, he issued a third apology 
by video on the company's website. Have you seen that? No, no. Oh, okay, cool. So it's short, it's sweet. Mm -hmm. So on Wednesday, he had the interview mm -hmm. with the Italian radio show. On Thursday, he made his apology where he was like, I'm really sorry, you guys. I was trying to promote women. Right. Right. And then on Friday, he got a lot of flack for that. So on Friday, he did another apology uh, where it's him looking straight at a camera. And he seems like a very nice guy. Mm -hmm. He really does. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, you know, I'm an expert at judging people. Mm -hmm. And he passed my nice guy test mm -hmm. for the most part. And so what he said was, yesterday, I apologize for offending many people around the world. Today, I am repeating that apology. Through my entire life, I have always respected every person I've met, including gays and their families, without any distinction. I've never discriminated against anyone. I've heard the countless reactions around the world to my words, which have depressed and saddened me. It is clear that I have a lot to learn about the lively debate concerning the evolution of the family. In the coming weeks, I pledge to meet representatives of the groups that best represent the evolution of the family, including those who have been offended by my words. Huh. Now, that's a really great apology. That's a good one. And the fact that he's willing to meet personally with people who are offended by his words, mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that takes some guts. So good for you. Um, you know, I, I would probably do the same thing in your place, but I would imagine I'd feel very uncomfortable knowing that, like, I'm going to have to get in a room with those people. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to call bullshit on this, too, because yeah. there's a line in here that I don't like. Yeah. Right? And I feel like it really is just, it's the clue that unravels the whole puzzle for okay. why Theo cannot buy Berea. I will fuse to pronounce it any other way now. All right. Um this is why my boycott now is the mispronunciation <laughs> of Barilla. <laughs> um, but it's this bit. This this is the bullshit right here. Where did it go? It's clear to me that I have a lot to learn. Safe. That's good. Cool. About the lively debate. All right. That's not the issue. Right. The, the issue isn't the debate. Right. Right. That's that's really removing the 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 issue yes. here. Right. Um, the lively debate concerning the evolution of the family. Mm, I mean, yeah, in broad strokes, it is about the lively debate concerning. But the issue isn't the debate. The issue is that you don't accept that these are families and right. you think they're less than and other than. And so even in your apology, I can see where I think I can see where your true feelings lie. Um lay are the, where feelings lay or lie? lie i know people lie okay lay so <laughs> uh what it's is it lie. Uh, it's lie it, oh wait i was gonna it's curtains lie no curtains lay it's, no it's curtains hang people curtains are hung people are hanged, people are hanged. <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> when i'm writing that's what i have to do i have to like okay people lie or lay what about curtains <laughs> um, so, so, you know, yeah, now, um, as you mentioned, they have done quite a bit of good within the gay community. They're spending something like $5 million a year yep. on, I'm going to use the word projects and maybe that's not the <laughs> word to use, but campaigns and they, like they're, they're, they're spending some money and so cool and 
Yeah, you know, I don't know. Um, I do know this. I went to his Wikipedia page. Yeah. Guido's. Because it yeah. was like, all right, so Barilla, the company, sure, it's one of the largest privately owned family companies in Italy. It's worth a ton of money, right? Mm -hmm. He may as well be royalty. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, let's see. So I'll read you basically his entire Wikipedia page. Okay. Which is real short because okay. he's a billionaire and he's oh got the gosh. money to make sure that it's real short. Oh boy. Okay. So he started his career in 1982 in the sales department of Barilla France. In 86, he became a senior manager and led the international expansion of the company as a senior manager. That's weird. Led the international well, it depends on how they're using senior manager. If they're, eh. yeah. 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 You're right. I mean, yeah. If he's like a division head and that's a senior right. manager, but okay. that That's weird. So, but from 82, he's in the sales department. In 86, he's leading the international expansion. I get that he's a family member, right? So cool. Right. Um, in 88, he became the Barilla deputy chairman. And since October 93, he's been the chairman, right? Uh, since 2009, he's been the chairman of Barilla Center for Food and Nutrition. Uh, and then in 2013, still on his Wikipedia page, he caused outrage when he stated that Barilla's advertising would only use the classic family and that for us, the concept of the sacred family remains one of the basic values of the company. This led to widespread calls for a consumer boycott. I'm going to call some bullshit right here. We'll mm -hmm. circle back to this, right? The negative reaction led to change. And a year later, Barilla received a top rating from the human rights campaign's list of employers who are LGBT friendly. All right, cool. The last half of that, that little statement reads perfectly mm -hmm. but no dude you weren't criticized for being a champion of the family you were yeah. criticized for being a bigot for being and a i like how you yeah. sort of get around that right uh, right interesting and very interesting so, again and that's his current wikipedia page and yeah. somebody's paying somebody enough to keep the page monitored and updated and keep you know shitty comments off of it so and it's it's real short for somebody who's worth two billion dollars yeah um yeah so you know, cool. Uh, well, I'm not going to buy Barilla time. pasta anymore. You've convinced me. Well, but then it's like they're doing all this good, right? Well, and let so, them. It's easy enough to support somebody who never made comments that were homophobic. That's true. That is. Oh my God, we're gonna we're gonna, gonna hear switch. from Barilla pasta. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and how I know that that's a possibility. I'd like some is, lasagna, please. <laughs> I'll make it for you. <laughs> With ricotta, because that's the uh, that's, that's the, way. the only way to have it. Yes. So there's a website uh, that's called shityoushouldcareabout.com. Mm -hmm. And I've never seen it before, but I'm already in love with it. <laughs> and in March 7th of 2021, so almost a year ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, sure, all this happened in 2013. Um, I don't know if the blogger is Lucy Blackiston. You know, they have or, a podcast called The Shit Show. Oh, I'm genius. I'm <laughs> going to listen for it. I love it. No, yeah. I did not know that. So anyway, um, she had an article that's called uh, WTF is all this about Barilla Pasta. And then um, loving the website, love how it plays out. And she discovered that they have a playlist on Spotify, right? Oh, wow. For spaghetti dinners and Italian music and cool like that, Oh, that's right? right. They have playlists that last as long to play as it does to make the pasta. Oh, oh wow. That is so smart. 
And like, it's smart. It's like depending on the type smart. of pasta, there's a playlist for it. So if you're making your rigatoni, you pick the rigatoni playlist and you play it and then your pasta's done. Isn't that amazing? That is, it's so good. It's so great. <laughs> and that's the kind of company I want to be involved with. To be able to with. support, yeah. Because that's fun and it's yeah. cool and it's interesting. It's and smart. Sure, it's stupid. It's music and I pasta. Love it. Whatever. It's great. Right? But I love it. Right, exactly. I want to do that, yeah. but I can't. Yeah. Um, yeah. I may have to, I may have to sit down and have a conversation with myself. Um, <laughs> okay. So, so all right, cool. And then after discovering the really cool music playlist, she discovered that there's this anti-gay stuff, right? And yeah, the uh, anti-gay stuff um, dates back to 2013, so eight years ago, right? Yeah. Which is when all this broke, and. She discovered it, and so she tweeted about it in 2021, okay. right? And, and the tweet is from the blog, Shit You Should Care About. This is great marketing, and it's talking about the playlist. And then um, uh, a part two to that says, Turns out the founder said live on radio, I would never do a commercial with a homosexual family, not for lack of respect, but because we don't agree with them. So after this whirlwind, I revoke all praise. What a ride, Right. That's fine. I like her. I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, just how she phrased it, you know? Yeah, like, it was good. What a ride. Cool. <laughs> uh, discovered something cool, and then five minutes later, something bad. Roller coaster. And yeah. so Barilla responded to that. Oh. So she tweeted that on March 4th. She did not at them. Yeah, and they, they're, so they're combing Twitter for comments that mentioned Yeah, them. apparently so. <laughs> um, there were 11 replies to her tweet. Yeah. Um, 672 likes. We're not talking about a viral tweet here. Right. We're talking about, I mean, I'd be thrilled if I got that kind of like. Sure. Result or whatever, but I've got like 300 views on something I put on. Who cares, Theo? Shut up. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm competing with Lucy. I'm losing <laughs> and I know I'm going to lose, but I still have to compete. Um, so anyway, so Barula says in a, in a reply on Twitter, Hi. Um, and they at her, uh, were they at the shit you should care about? We are glad you're enjoying the playlist exclamation point. Beautiful way to start, right? Don't, don't go for the jugular about the complaint compliment, right? Um, just a note on the second news, you were referring to an event that occurred many years ago. Barilla fights homophobia by promoting diversity and inclusion through facts. Learn more. Ooh, that's a bit, that's a bit harsh. Barilla, um, I love that you started off by saying, we're happy that you're happy, mm -hmm. right? And then also, you know, on the just a, a comment on the second thing, but what they say is, just a note on the second news, um, which is how you know this is written by a non-native English speaker, uh, you're referring to an event that occurred many years ago. Mm, yeah, okay, it did, eight years ago. Um, Barilla fights homophobia by promoting diversity and inclusion through facts learn more and then they give a site right yeah they, they give a site which is dead it, oh, just, it spins you off dead. to space no, right it's too bad so that, that spin off into space okay that happens it's from a year ago yeah they should have kept it up though right but it does feel a little a little stern a little harsh right yeah like we fight promoting uh we fight homophobia by promoting diversity and inclusion through facts right it's weird and it's like well, what they're saying is she doesn't have her facts right. 
that that's what that it comes across as yeah. misinformed. Well, and and technically she was a little misinformed because she yeah. just stopped with the oh my god they're homophobic yeah and and there wasn't like a little further deep dive mm-hmm. um, as fun and genius and cool as a, I mean genius sure I'll use that word as the site <laughs> is uh-huh. um, and so. Yeah, I totally expect to get our first email. <laughs> well, we should tweet about it. We should tweet about Barilla. Oh, my God. Are you trying to start a, po- a food fight? <laughs> yes. I want to see if they respond to us. We should say, get all the true facts about Barilla pasta here <laughs> yeah. and link to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I don't know, because like, if our comments about the Pope didn't create a war with Italy, but our comments about... Barilla pasta create a word. I could be convinced to go to Italy and get the true story. Okay. Special <laughs> invitation. See, that's too naked a ploy, Juliet. They're going to know that all you're trying to do is get a free trip to Italy. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I love Italy. So uh, yeah, great. This has nothing to do with, with Italy or, you know, it has to do with a corporation who has a person who speaks in the public square and says something, Yeah. right? And we live in a largely secular society. Yes and no, it's arguable, I get it. But, you know, it's kind of like keep keep the 1950s in your heart. Right. Don't let them come out through your mouth. Agree, agree. So um, as for the apology, overall, I agree with you. I, I think the apology was shallow and confusing. Um, it didn't really, it, it sort of slid around the point and tried to avoid things and didn't like really, a spaghetti noodle. Like there a spaghetti noodle. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we get to look at our points for a good apology, there was an expression of regret. There was no explanation of what went wrong. I don't know how you would explain something except that the guy was just speaking his mind and that was a bad idea. Um, there was, I wonder if he's done an interview since. I haven't found anything, but I also didn't, I didn't go much beyond the Barilla Pasta website apology because it was a good apology and it did feel sincere. The last one was a good apology. Yes. The the last one was a good apology. The first one was a big, um, all right, gay people, I'm trying to promote women. Yeah. Quiet down. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so there was no acknowledgement of responsibility. I don't feel in the initial apology. Um, there was a declaration of repentance. There was no offer of repair, but repair was attempted and significant repair was attempted. Exactly. So there was no request for forgiveness. Um, but given all of these facts, I would rate the apology itself a three, but the actions after the apology, bring it up to an eight. I did not do that kind of a division. I'm right? not sure that that's even a legitimate division to have because if we're supposed is. to be looking at the apology itself, I'd give it a three. The initial apology, I'd give it a three. The, oh, the later sure. one, I'd give like a six. The the later one, I give an eight to. Um, oh, but then there is that bit there that it's like, but my true feelings are this, right? Because right. where he's like, it's about the lively debate. Of, oh, no. Um yeah, the yeah, lively debate the lively around debate. the family. Yeah, that, if, that was the If he the kept apologizing, apology. he may have eventually made it to eight or nine. But uh, I think it's good that he stopped talking. Well, what the company has done is an eight. So I think what we could yeah. do, since this is our show and we can do what we want. Whatever we want. This is our king of trying to work in a pasta thing. And it's like, Where the points don't matter. 
Yep. Our lasagna, we can cut it up any way we want. No, that's not, that doesn't work. <laughs> we can put um, ricotta in it or not. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> um, so I would say, like, there's the corporation, and the corporation responded appropriately to an executive uh, and a family member and an owner, right? Yeah. Um, and so the corporation did did wonderfully. I liked his his being Guido. I like Guido's uh, video apology. That felt a little more. It was. It's not contrite because I'm not looking for contrition. I don't want somebody to feel bad. I just kind of want like to work through it and be done with it. Right. And then go to the grocery store and not think like, oh, there's that pasta that hates me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Could I, in my head, because this is really the thing that that prompted me to be like, oh, wouldn't this be a good thing to work through on the show? How can I, me personally, feel comfortable buying Barilla pasta? Yeah. And I think if I can divide, well, I could shoplift it and then Guido's out like five Well, that's five true. Bucks. You could do that. Yeah. 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 Um, but I could say, oh, you know what? The corporation's doing all this good. And yeah, there's one guy that's running it who has antiquated opinions and whatever, fine. And, you know, so does half the world. And I can't boycott half the world, maybe mm-hmm. even three quarters of the world, right? Um, so uh, I'll, I'll say this. The next time I'm in a grocery store and the only pasta is Barilla, <laughs> I may not, I may not yeah. drive to you another grocery store. To another grocery store. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, I think that's very generous. I think so too. And, <laughs> and Barilla, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> but no, and I want to say to the corporation, thank you for all the good that you are doing, um, not only in the LGBTQ community, but also I'm sure you do a lot of charitable nonprofit um, donations, probably are all over the place, like a slippery lasagna noodle? No. Yeah, I sure. used a spaghetti noodle already. So <laughs> um, anyway, um, I'm, I hadn't thought about it, but I do... I do like what the corporation did. Yes. And I think yes. the real star of this story is Claudio Colsani, the CEO who told the uh, chairman that his ideas were antiquated and that went and that was behind creating all these focus groups and getting a diversity and inclusion officer and hiring the right PR company and all that stuff. I think he's the one who's behind all this. And um, his, he's managed to do this without losing any money. And the company has continued to make money. And he's also um, get, gotten that number one rank on the global rep track 100, whatever that is. So uh, I think he's, he's an excellent CEO and he should, be, he should be noted. Yeah, I think, you know, great. Good for you for pointing. Good for you. Good, Good for, for you. you. Good for you, Good Mr. For you. CEO. Pat, yeah, pat, pat. no, but that, that aspect didn't even occur to me. And it, it does get also to that point of like when a corporation apologizes, how do you accept the apology of, of a corporation? Because it's not really a thing, you know, it's, it's a person. A per- it's corporations a, yeah. are people. Corporations are people, my friend. Um, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. And it does, it really, at the end of the day, we've, we've always in the past said, well, it just kind of depends on who initiated and what the, what the drive was for that. And so yeah, you know, would I, I do I accept Barilla's apology? Yes. Do I think that Guido should be fired? No. Uh, do I think that Guido made some effort to meet with some people he probably wasn't very excited to meet with? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right. And not from homophobia, but just like, you know, if I said something shitty, would I want to meet with 
that group of people, no, I'd be embarrassed. Like, oh, I said that shitty thing and now we're in the room so you can tell me what I said was shitty. Sure. Yeah, so it's, that's hard too. Um, I say that like it's really not hard. <laughs> it's hard. I believe you. I hear you. Yeah, I mean, I've, I don't think I've ever had to do something like that. But I certainly have, to, have had to meet with a person that I accidentally insulted or whatever and apologized to them personally. And that's always kind of a... Yeah. I'm never like, oh, great. I can't wait to go and apologize to you. Yeah. It's like, oh, God, I did do, I did fucked up. Um, so, yeah. So I'm going to say first apology is low, second apology high, and uh, the corporation as an all solid eight. Where we would be with that in averaging out? Um, like a six and a three and a six ish. Okay. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's do some Five math. And a half. Let's say five and a half. Seven and a half. So that's to not, ten. not too bad. And and we probably won't buy Berea, Barilla Berea pasta in the future. But if it's the only one left, we might not turn our backs and go to another store. Exactly. So, remains to be seen. Um, all right, cool. So how about who's sorry now or apologies expected? Oh, I have one. Oh, good. Yeah, it's it's uh, apologies expected. Okay, cool. And uh, It better not be the same as mine. Oh, it I was thinking this morning, <laughs> what if, but then there are some things that I just kind of know are like, that's a Juliet apology expected. <laughs> that's her topic. That's her subject matter. That's, that's where she is. Right. Um, mine is like, you know, the pony that caught on fire in the circus. <laughs> that, those are my apologies expected. Um all right, so apology expected from Jennifer Nichols, Commissioner of the Tennessee Department of Children's Services, Ooh. and an apology expected from Holston United Methodist Home for Children. Oh, boy. What? Uh -oh. How? What's going on? Well, what I'll tell done? you. In 2021, by the way, thank you, New York Times, for this this morning. Um, in 2021, Elizabeth and Gabriel Rutan Rahm, a Jewish couple living in Tennessee, planned to adopt a boy who lived in Florida. So another state adoption, out-of-state adoption. But on the day they were set to begin the process, the agency backed out, saying the couple did not share its Christian beliefs. What the fuck? It was the first time I felt discriminated against because I am Jewish, Ms. Rutnam Rahm, who was 30, they needed to put her age in there, said in a statement, it was <laughs> a blonde 30-year-old woman with large breasts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, with 30 double Ds. <laughs> oh, God. Our world is terrible. An eight on a scale of one to ten in terms <laughs> yeah, of attractiveness. Really. <laughs> Said something, but who cares? Because she's pretty enough. That's all that matters. Um, so she went on to say it's shocking, and it was very hurtful that the agency seemed to think that a child would be better off in a state, in state custody them yeah. with a leveling family like us. The lawsuit was uh, filed this Wednesday, this last Wednesday, so whatever, four days ago, 10 days ago, yeah, how many days sure. between Wednesday and Sunday? Um, comes nearly two years after Governor Bill Lee, got to be a great name there, yeah. um, signed a law that allows a state-funded child placement agency to decline to assist in cases that would violate the agency's written religious or moral convictions or policies, Ugh. right? Um, so, cool. Uh, agencies can do whatever they want as, as long as it's written out. It's a state-run agency. Well, 
um, they're getting funded by the state. Now, I don't know if it's entirely okay. funded by the state, but they're okay. getting state funds, hmm. right? So cool. So the couple's lawsuit names the Tennessee Department of Children's Services and its commissioner, Jennifer Nichols, as defendants. The complaint alleges that the state funding of child placement agencies, such as Holston United, blah, 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 for children that discriminate, um, violate the Tennessee Constitution, which is way more important than the Constitution of the United States of America. Of course. I mean, yeah. Of course. So I don't know why we're not citing that, but whatever. (laughs) Okay. State rights. Um, A spokesman for the Department of Children's Services declined to comment on the case, saying the agency does not comment on pending litigation. And I'm going to use some language here, uh, which mm, I'm going to say it's an expression and it's they pussied out. And I don't (laughs) love that expression because of all the complications. But at the same time, it's like it's the only one that fits in my brain right now. Um, That's just what's. What a dodge. Maybe that's a better way to put what it. What a dodge. What a dodge. Oh, we can't comment on... All right, fine. Um, the attorney general didn't say anything. The home for children uh, didn't say anything. They referred them to their uh, legal team, the Alliance Defending Freedom, which is in Scottsdale, Arizona, and uh, their attorneys did not reply. So uh, the couple first met the boy in January of 2021 when he was three years old. They were drawn by his smile, his age, and his resilience in overcoming developmental challenges. Mm. So it's a child in need. Mm-hmm. Um, Ms. Uh, Ruttenram said that she had asked the agency prior to signing up with them, um, is us being a Jewish household a problem? And the agency said it would get back to them. I mean, already right there is yeah. the problem, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, gosh, you're Jewish? Let me, we'll get back to you. Yeah. First, we have to consult with Jesus. Um, and he's pretty busy. Um, <laughs> at first, Holston agreed to provide the mandated parent training home, blah, certification, blah. And then at the last minute, you know, they pulled everything back. Yeah. Um, they sent an email to... Uh, Ms. Rutnam Ram, that oh said, boy. as a Christian organization, you know, that's how they said it too, as a yeah. Christian organization, our executive team made the decision several years ago to only provide adoption services to prospective adoptive families that share our belief system in order to avoid conflicts or delays with future service delivery. The future service delivery of what? More children? Uh, diapers? How, how did they not know these people were Jewish until now? they did it just took them a long time to decide that Jesus. like oh uh we don't want to work with you because it's icky right you we can't give you a christian child a christian child it'll end up burning uh, in hell um when so um they couldn't find another agency in tennessee that was willing to help them with an out-of-state adoption mm. so they have since uh they have adopted a well, they're in the process of adopting a, a teenage girl. And so cool, but that's really not the issue. The issue is right. not like, oh, well, you eventually got to adopt a kid, so right. it's okay. Right. It's that you're getting state funds. You can have your your religious viewpoint. You can run your charitable organization where you only allow other Amish people to adopt Amish orphans. Cool. Right. right. right? Russia did that for a while where it was like, Americans can't adopt Russian kids because of the gay marriage thing. Cool. Whatever. That's great. Um, But you can't take 
you can't take public funding mm-hmm. for your services and then discriminate if you're going to discriminate. Yeah. Right. The public exactly. square is public. So yep. Brad Williams, top leader of the adoption agency, said that everything that Holston does is you hold on is guided by our religious views. Blech. It doesn't even get better. We seek to be a force for good, living out the words of Christ to care for children and the least of these. And it is vital that Holston Home, as a religious organization, remains free to continue placing at-risk children in loving Christian families. Fine, don't take state funds. Right. According to our deeply held beliefs, we view the caregivers we partner with as extensions of our ministry team serving children. Until they get arrested for child abuse, and then yeah, I'll bet exactly. it's all like, oh, no, <laughs> they were Jewish all along, and they abuse kids. Uh, um, and then he basically said there's lots of other agencies that the couple could work with. And, uh, yeah, so apology expected from uh, Jennifer Nichols, commissioner of the Tennessee Department of Children's Services and the Holston United Methodist Home for Children. They are both going to be coughing out, we're sorry. I and hope I'm, so. I don't know what Jennifer's going to say. Well, I guess this is what she's going to say is, well, this is the state law and we have to abide by it. Right. I'm real sorry. You know, and uh, I'm sure Holston feels like they've already apologized. We're sorry you're Jewish. God. Yeah. Okay. I wonder what what would happen if the couple converted to Christianity, adopted (laughs) the child and then went back to Judaism. Maybe they'd have that kid revoked. That got divorced, like, you know, two years later. Oh, my God. Uh, that married people of the same sex. I mean, this, what if what if what if a Christian couple adopted a child and then got divorced? Is, is divorce against Christianity? Would they have to absolutely take away? let's let's look into this some more. I mean, come on. It's <laughs> How the Christian only is this organization. I'm going to say it's the only thing Jesus preached against. <laughs> divorce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't believe he ever mentioned divorce. Oh, he did. Yeah. <laughs> he no. Did. I, yeah. Well, I mean. One who cares, right? Right. 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 I mean, <laughs> I gotta know. I mean, <laughs> it's important in my life. And then two, uh, yeah, because there's uh, you know like all the anti-gay stuff in the Bible. Uh, every now and then, I'll get on a tear. Every now and then, it sounds like like once a week. But every three something weeks. will happen. Every, the fifth of every month, I sit down at my computer and I Bible. Google anti-gay Bible stuff. Um, and so whatever, and it, it comes up time and time and time again that like uh, Jesus never said anything about gays, uh, but he did say something about divorce and people have no problem getting divorced, but they have problems with gays. And it's like, yeah, I think the real issue is that you're looking at a book that's 2000 years old to tell you what to do. Yeah. It doesn't mention anything about airplanes, but you sure are free to jump on. Well, you're not free to jump on those. You have to pay that for it. You pay wear for a it. Mask. Yes. Let's just, let's do it. Let's burn this <laughs> whole system down to the ground. All right. So what do you got? Uh, apologies accepted or who's sorry now? All right. I apologize in advance for bringing this up because the person that is I expect the apology from is is a, a dirt digging shithole um, <laughs> <laughs> who I hate. And I wish I could think of better expletives for him because he is such a crap 
piece of crap. I'm anyway. so sorry, but dirt digging shithole is the <laughs> worst description of a human being I think I've ever heard in my life. So, so Mitch McConnell has been accused of racism for saying that African-American voters cast ballots at similar rates to Americans, implying that black voters are somehow not American. This comment, of course, underscored the concerns of voting right advocates that Republicans in state legislatures across the country are explicitly seeking to disenfranchise black voters. So fuck you, Mitch McConnell, you ditch-digging shithole, dirt-digging <laughs> shithole. <laughs> I hope you die. Uh, you know, I mean, I have a lot of friends that whenever I say I hope somebody dies, will be like, no, don't say that, right? No, I hope he and dies. It, like, but that's my feeling. It's my feeling, and it's legitimate. I hope he dies. <laughs> I, I don't wish death upon him. I just wish he'd go away. I wish he'd die. Well, okay. But, <laughs> you know, going away. He's, he can't go away. I mean, he's too influential to, to not influence people, no matter what he's doing or where he is. So he needs to just be removed from the earth. You're going to wish him into the cornfield. Oh, God, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> I do wish him into the cornfield. I uh, do. <laughs> I wish him into the cornfield. <laughs> All right, that's it for me. Um, I don't have anything else to say. How about you? No, not at all. I'm, I'm excited to see our awkward ending again. Yeah, it's they great. Just... Bye. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Goodbye. See you next week. Bye. listening to Apologies Accepted, the podcast. You can find links to the articles and the sources in the show notes. To submit an apology or find out more, visit us at ApologiesAccepted.net, where you can also find our merchandise. We're on Twitter at Apologies Accepted. And on Instagram at Apologies.Accepted. You can support our important work at Patreon forward slash Apologies Accepted. And fuck Facebook. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>